<laughs> so I um, I did some research into finding out if uh, Mario and Luigi were from Brooklyn. <laughs> like the first thing I said on coming out of the cinema after uh, seeing um, the Mario Brothers movie was that I had no idea that Mario was from Brooklyn. Um, Trish said that he didn't either. So have you got an answer for us? Yeah, is that so, canon? Yeah. So basically, the the film for the, the plot for the film says they're Italian American brothers. <laughs> So I went into the original Mario character, and um, yes, he's just an Italian plumber. That's that's what you're supposed to be, just an Italian plumber. However, then this could let make them get away with it. So Mario was originally created because Nintendo couldn't get the license for Popeye the Sailor Man. So that's the only reason he exists in ni- 1980, because they couldn't get the license for Popeye to be um, in the games. <laughs> wow. And they so there's some conflicting Wait, so evidence. Go on. In a parallel universe, there's a two D platform scroller that's pop, that's Popeye jumping around, and yeah, eating spinach and stuff. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, so there's conflicting evidence as what he was originally called. So he's debuted as either Mr. Video or Jumpman. Right. Okay. Um, so there's conflicting evidence around that, but it was quickly changed to Mario after. Named after Mario Segale, who rented a warehouse to Nintendo in 1981. So, he was American. <laughs> so, maybe there's, you know, maybe they can get away with that a, a little bit because he was named after an American guy. But, um, no, Mario and Luigi are not supposed to be Italian-American plumbers living in Brooklyn. They are supposed to be Italian-American. Italian plumbers. Italian plumbers, right. Yeah. yeah, see, my I guess my question was, why Brooklyn? Like, why specifically... Like, like, not even they didn't even go with New York. They went with a specific borough. The worst plumbing in America, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's. I don't. Even, like, yeah, is that even exclusive to Brooklyn? Like New York's an island, isn't it? Like, yeah, <laughs> crazy. I mean, um, even I in their advert at the beginning, they were like, "Oh yeah, we cover Brooklyn and Queens. <laughs> like, we don't cover Manhattan, Bronx, Staten Island." Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, did, I didn't mind it. I actually ended up wanting to see a Mario Luigi Origins film about their plumbing. <laughs> about their shenanigans being plumbers. That, that's kind of where I wanted the film to go in the end. Yeah, but... I, like, I've got to say my favourite section of the movie was them in Brooklyn. Like with, with all the scenes uh, with the family around the dinner table. Yeah. Like, the really like stereotypically Italian-American. Like, you know, the, the dad, the community and the guy like the, with his the cousin with his arm over the, tra- uh, the chair and an espresso in his hand like. <laughs> so that, that was I, yeah that for me that was a really good part of the movie um i <clears throat> and, and and this is the thing i think i wanted to i really wanted to love that film um I think I ended up kind of just liking it. Like, I, I don't think it was as memorable as I, I wanted it to be or nostalgic as I wanted it to be, but maybe that's just because it's a game, it's a film aimed for kids. Mm. And I'm just, you know, someone that was bought in on, on nostalgia, basically. Um, it was interesting because you told me you were really looking forward to this movie uh, for, well, leading up to it. Yeah. And I, I, I struggled to understand why, to be honest. Um, but you were saying, I mean, I never played, I wasn't much of a, like, video gamer or whatever. Like, I, I didn't, 
I don't really know anything about Mario, to be totally honest. I don't think I've ever played any of them. Mm. Apart from, like, Mario Kart on the Wii. Uh, well, well, this is it. I, I think I... I mean, I, ju- I just just played the hell out of Mario Kart and, and, you know, played a few of the other games here and there. And I just, you know, I knew all the characters yeah. and so many of the characters were involved in the film. And yeah. and obviously when you looked at the trailers, like you could tell that um, a lot of the different elements of the games were were implemented into the film, which I was really excited for. And, and I just think I hadn't been excited for a film in a while. And... And this was one that I just that just really piqued my interest. You know, mm. um, I was I was interested how they were going to do it, what kind of story they were going to tell, um, and I think ultimately they like they kind of under delivered on on the story. Well, I think like you know I, I was I was skeptical about your excitement to be honest because I thought like it's it's gonna it's definitely going to be a movie that tries to sort of reference the games and cram all of the aspects and like ideas that are in the game you know the concept of a 2d scroller map like the carts the racing the chucking banana skins and shells and all that kind of stuff plus all the characters they're going to try and like cram all that together and connect it with a sort of loose generic story and that kind of is exactly what happened i mean you know it, as you said it's a movie aimed for kids but it has the um the draw to the other audience of nostalgia mm. um, is... and and just quickly I, I think they did try and force that as well I, I was just mm. reading a, a comment there that mentioned that it was you know it was just an ad for fans and and I think that the soundtrack of basically having only 80s music yeah really plays into that massively and and whether that was so I think it was it was obviously on purpose but whether that was because Mario was created in the 80s and it's an origin story so it makes sense that all the music was from the 80s was the idea mm. or whether it was because okay the fans that sort that bought into this when it first came out that's the kind of music they would have been listening to yeah so let's really kind of you know make them make them enjoy their time by forcing <laughs> all this 80s it's also music the, apart, in terms apart. of the soundtrack it's also music that goes really well uh, historically with that kind of that animated genre. Mm. Um, the soundtrack actually took quite a bit from um, the Magic Roundabout. You know the animated movie. Did you yeah. ever see that? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. So I saw that as a kid. I loved it. It was great as a kid. I haven't obviously I haven't rewatched it in ages. I think it's one of those where there's tons of kind of like uh, double meanings and hidden jokes for adults mm. and stuff. I think mm. um, it wasn't that. That's in, that is interesting actually because I, I think you know Disney has always done that quite well. Um, no, I, I know that wasn't made by Disney, but in no, terms of animation, yeah, um, I've always felt that Disney were quite good at doing the kind of hidden jokes for for adults that were taking their kids. To I mean, the yeah, Pixar, well, DreamWorks, like definitely. Um, but this, I don't really feel like this film had too much no, of that. But then the draw was the nostalgia, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't think they needed to sort of like entertain um, or whatever. Uh, Put slip anything in there for adults because there's already the nostalgia element that, although you know, like sort of appealing to people that played the game or in the eight or you know who had Mario as part of their childhood. Um, yeah, I mean, it gets both audiences, but I think it pandered to children a little bit. I mean, in terms of story, of course, it did. Um, yeah, and I didn't like the story, um, or I didn't like the ending of the story specifically. Um, and the reason I didn't really like it was because it ended up feeling a bit lazy and it probably was 
a lazy film anyway but for me so during the film Mario's trying to connect with Princess Peach and he says oh maybe we could have been from the same world because Princess Peach wasn't born in Mushroom World and you know she looked quite human so Mario was thinking oh maybe we're from the same world and then Princess Peach basically palmed him off and said look there's multiple galaxies I could be from anywhere or multiple worlds I could be from anywhere and then the explosions all happened within Mushroom World and it just so happened to end in Brooklyn and, <laughs> and I don't I don't you know it, it could have ended anywhere but of course it just ended in Brooklyn for so they could have this big raucous um you know celebration at the end when the Mario brothers obviously defeat Bowser so so I, so I really if I'm gonna look at it I, I mean kids maybe probably let that slide but I, I didn't really appreciate that you know if, if you're gonna say that peaches could be from any galaxy and that there's no way that they're from the same world then what are the chances of the explosion meaning they're gonna end up in exactly Brooklyn where Mario and Luigi are from like I don't yeah. you know I mean if you're gonna make a thing out of there being multi, like millions of or whatever universes why only show us two <laughs> exactly um, it's like I, I think it's lazy but yeah well, well I, I, mean, I don't think, think you should do it if, you, if you're not gonna commit to it don't do it at all I think this movie would have worked better or the story would have worked better if it had been it would followed a kind of more traditional quest structure um, we, it didn't really take the opportunity to like show off the different Mario universes I know like traditionally in the game um, the there's like different levels of kind of styles of platform or whatever yeah. as he moves through different worlds as Mario moves through different worlds um, and it didn't really take advantage of that that was one of like one aspect of the game that was left out mm-hmm. I think it would work better if you know say Luigi falls down a pipe in Brooklyn or whatever on some crazy plumbing mission and disappears into Bowser's universe and then Mario the protagonist has to go and rescue him and is constantly winding up in the wrong universe uh, in the same way that the platform that the game worked you know he pops out he's in whatever I don't, don't know anything. well there was I mean Luigi fell into Luigi's haunted mansion that was kind of a, Luigi, a, a that, real, that no that well that Luigi's. was meant to be Luigi's haunted mansion oh, okay. and like right. that was that was just kind of scooted over really quick like so there, there were and it was uh, Kong world yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You but, know. but all of those, I, I thought, I could be wrong, but I thought that all of those universes, the, the Mushroom World and Kong World and Bowser's Floating Fire Palace or whatever, was all, were all in technically the same universe. Mm, yeah. Um, but of course they're not. Like, it's, it's str- <laughs> I can't make sense of it. I mean, I know I'm trying to make sense of, like, Mario lore or whatever. <laughs> like, and it's not supposed to make sense. or It's supposed to be kind of trippy and whatever, but... I don't know, I think there was an opportunity to follow like a more traditional quest structure like the games do. You know, yeah. Murray moves through all the different universes and, and there's divide the movie up into definite sections where he's in different settings and he meets the characters along the way and you know, he meets Peach maybe once or twice or whatever and she comes back at the end when he has to confront Bowser or something. I think there's um I think there's a better way of the, yeah, that would have been a better way of I agree. approaching I making agree. the movie. I, I think this movie Thanos Bowser. And, right, and they—that's <laughs> an expression. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think there was this. The the structure almost came from like the impending doom from this one character, and kind of everything else is meaningless unless this character is overcome. And 
I mean, I, that's that's really what came through for me from the production, from trailers and everything. Like Bowser is this all conquering character, like Thanos in a sense, mm. and it wants to almost cleanse or take over the world. Um, but I, I actually really, I think I really liked the Bowser character and and the Jack Black. <laughs> I think had a lot <laughs> of creative lot control of over playing Bowser. It's like they said, oh yeah. Uh, we'll get Jack Black to just play himself <laughs> and then we'll just animate Bowser like. <laughs> uh, I mean I'm not sure how Bowser is kind of supposed to be interpreted in, in the games or I don't know how other viewers will speak? interpret him yeah it, it do, I think he does um, he's almost he's, I mean I was a, I'm a big Mario Kart player so Bowser for me was just another playable character but in the actual you know in, um, so I, I just think though that the way they brought that character to life I think I was really good it really suited kind of the audience that were going yeah, for yeah, the I kids guess, yeah. but the, I mean you know Bowser playing the piano singing weird songs about Princess Peach it's you know that just Jack Black twist I think will probably almost like ha- give give this film and maybe a unique twist forever and and I think yeah. you know Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong as well you made a comment towards um, Princess Peach being played by Anya Taylor-Joy and you know referring to Princess Peach could have just been anyone mm. now now whether that was your vendetta against Anya Taylor-Joy R- or, right. or, or not <laughs> is, is, is a separate question but I, I kind of agree like I think having that real unique character with with Bowser, um, I, it makes it a little bit more memorable. My vendetta against Anya Taylor Joy has not been aired publicly yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that's a conversation for another time. But um, but yeah, and you know, I do think this ties into that. So the idea of bringing these characters to life in a new way—you know, they're already established IPs: um, Donkey Kong, Bowser, widely loved. But then, you know, you've interpreted them using super famous actors who have really distinguishable voices like Seth Rogen and Jack Black. I think that's a really cool idea. And that brought this movie a lot of strength. It's, it's like, you know, kind of reimagining um, in, a, in a really funny way, I guess. And yeah, Annie Taylor-Joy as, as Peach didn't have that impact, didn't have the same impact. Or didn't have the same kind of cool reimagining. She could have just been the, the video game version, I think. Um, I would hesitantly say that speaks to Anya Taylor-Joy being a bit of a nothing actor, but that's a conversation for another time. (laughs) And actually, peddling on the back of that, Chris Pratt has been absolutely hammered after playing this film. Right, this is is ignorant. Absolutely hammered. Was he he Mario, was he? He was Mario, right. (laughs) So he's been absolutely... I didn't even notice that. So obviously the cast of all these superstars, so he's been absolutely hammered because they didn't cast... Charles Martinet, who is the actual voice of Mario. Um, Chris Pratt. That's not Chris Pratt's fault, though, is it? Well, no. But while I was doing this research, I've just come across an article that set that's titled "13 Times Chris Pratt Was Called Out for Being Problematic," and he's being criticised for the Mario film for not doing Italian accent, and then doubling down on not doing Italian accent, and has only just apologised for not doing an Italian <laughs> accent. <laughs> Why did he not do an Italian accent? So, early last year, he said that Mario is being updated 
for modern modern audiences. And by that he meant being and relocated to Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently that's more modern than And and after and and the backlash he received from that um kind of hasn't gone away and, and he's only just apologised to say, Yeah, okay, fans are very passionate. They want to feel the nostalgia and Mario not having that Italian accent is kind of Nintendo getting it wrong. I mean, there was there were elements... I mean, obviously they lent into Mario being Italian. The TV ad was, was, I guess... Oh, yeah. They put on an accent in the TV ad and then instantly made reference to them not be, not continuing on with the accent for the rest of the yeah. film. Yeah. In, in some way, like not to defend Chris Pratt, that's absolutely, absolutely not what I mean to do. But I did quite find it quite funny that, like, you know, like Mario is almost like this kind of self-aware idea that Mario is playing a part. Like, he's not actually, you know, he's leaning into his Italian heritage and actually he's just a bloke from Brooklyn with a really thick New York accent, like, <laughs> some plumber, like, and he's just kind of leaning into it for for um, for um his business. Yeah. That's quite a funny idea. Yeah. But um, you can see why fans, I, I mean, it was jarring to me at first that, but I knew it from the trailer. I knew it from the trailer that Mario wasn't going to have that Italian American accent. Mm, it's strange. Do you reckon they just rewrote Mario as a New Yorker because Chris Pratt <laughs> didn't have much faith in his own ability to do an Italian accent? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving swiftly on. <laughs> Some very mixed reviews um, coming from IMDb comments and. This is this movie has been absolutely hammered by critics for being mm. just an ad. Um, for the games? For Nintendo? Ad for the games, ad for Nintendo. So it has mm. been proper hammered by critics. But th- there's, been, there's some positive fan reaction, um, but it's definitely kind of split. Not quite down the middle, but split for sure. Right. So we've got a 10 out of 10 rating. This person rates it 10 out of 10 and starts the rate review with 5 out of 5 stars. Okay, like that. The Super Mario Bros. movie is an awesome animated adventure that is one of the best adaptations of a video game series. Huh. It's got everything you can ask for. It's like an open world of Nintendo game series. And I really like Donkey Kong making an appearance. The film's fast-paced, the plot is good. The film features lots of Easter eggs that can hint for more movies. Bowser is an awesome villain. My favourite scene is a chase on Rainbow Road. Fans and kids will love this film and how everything has been put together. I can't wait for another one. I mean, to be honest, there's not a lot I disagree with there, apart from um, apart from the uh, the claim that it's the best adaptation of a video game. Because um, the only other one I can think of is The Last of Us, <laughs> and I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know about that at all. I definitely think that uh, animated movies uh, have been done much, much better than this. This does not stand up to the likes of Shrek, to the likes of Confu Panda. You're in for a surprise, by the way. All right. When <laughs> I talk about the numbers, you're in for a surprise. Okay. But in terms of quality, in terms of you know, in terms of um, cinematic achievement, this is not is, is no way near as good as uh, ten animated movies. I could, I could. Yeah. Toy Story, How to Train Your Dragon. Surf's up, Shark Tale. I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah. Like the Pixar and um, DreamWorks have smashed it so many times, and 
this is not one of those movies this mm. is this is a, a kid's cartoon mm. more akin to the likes of um, The Magic Roundabout and, and even nowhere near as good as that yeah another review we've got here um, we've got a negative one here this is this person rated it 2 out of 10 and says it was a great chance floundered instead of the resources using the resources we have today Charles Martinet why cast Chris Pratt as our beloved character? It was a real disservice to people who've grown up with the games and TV shows. My favourite character, Luigi, takes a terrible backseat, becoming the damsel in distress. If they didn't want Peach to be a damsel in distress, just don't have anyone get captured. Mario <laughs> is still going to want to stop Bowser, even without the collateral of a hostage to add tension. Overall, not fond of this film. My eight-year-old nephew liked it. But he also watches the Sonic the Hedgehog movies almost every day. You know what? I agree about the hostage thing. Um, it did seem kind of obvious that they didn't want to sort of turn Peach into the damsel in distress that I believe she is in the games. Mm. It's not Peach who's captured by Bowser. Uh, it's not a female character that's, that needs rescuing. But they adhere to that exact structure, just replacing Peach with Luigi. Um, so I do think, like, you know, instead of replacing a character so as to not adhere to a sexist trope, just leave the trope out altogether. Like, again, it comes back to what I was saying earlier about maybe this movie would have been better if it had followed a completely different structure. I had no idea there were Sonic the Hedgehog movies. <laughs> really? There are Sonic the Hedgehog movies? Jim Carrey's like the bad guy in them. Uh, I think like he's a Doctor Egg. Or so this something. is kind of a world I just stay away from. Like, yeah. I don't know anything about Nintendo. I never played Sonic or Mario, and these kind of movies don't particularly appeal. I, I mean, I've not seen the Sonic, the Hedgehog movies, but I know there's two of them. Um, so you know, a sequel happened, so it must have been quite well received at least. So that comes to the question of a sequel to this. Then, do you think there will be one? From a lot of the fan reaction that I've seen, it seems like there will be, but I would probably be more inclined to be quite resistant to that because the structure they went with um, I, and the story they told, I wasn't the biggest fan of. Mm. I really would have loved to seen a bit, you know, a bit of Waluigi and Wario. Oh, yeah. and oh like, there I are other characters, characters they can still bring in, but <clears throat> but I don't know how they're going to do it, and I don't know if I trust. You know, they'd obviously get two big stars to play the villainous Wario brothers. Are they Wario brothers? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not quite... I think they should probably just leave it as it is, to be honest. Yeah, I, I can definitely see them bringing um, the other characters in. I mean, plot is, and story is kind of irrelevant, isn't it? It's all just a big sort of, like, series there, of Easter eggs. There are so Mario many films. origin stories that they could probably do with Mario. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but I would kind of prefer it if they just left it as it was let's do another comment yep so we're going to do one more good and one more bad <clears throat> so we've got a 9 out of 10 rating here the Mario movie is a great nostalgic animated film this Mario movie is great if you're a fan of Nintendo then you will have a blast it is sprinkled with a plethora of references and callbacks the voice acting is superb you can let your reservations on Chris Pratt pass as he is great in this movie. Anya Taylor-Joy brings an optimistic spirit. Charlie Day and Seth Rogen are also good. But the best by far is Jack Black. 
He stole the show, especially when he sings the Peaches song. The animation was fantastic. It baffles me how realistic looking they can make everything. Based from certain parts of the movie, it looks like there'll be some a sequel, and I am excited. I mean, again, that echoes sort of what we've said already. Like the voice acting kind of makes it. Uh, the you know the noticeable characters. It's it's cool to watch me and be like, oh yeah, that's Charlie Day playing Luigi. You know, like it's all the it's all the really distinguishable voices. Distinguishable is what I meant to say there. Um, yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, there's not a lot that I can disagree with in that comment and there's not a lot I can really criticize this movie for because it's for kids story's not that important you know like it's it's just a series of Mario Kart and other games Easter eggs or whatever and that's about as far as it was ever gonna go mm. I mean there's the interesting twist that they're from Brooklyn and then it becomes a sort of a story about Mario looking for affirmation from his father but but you know yeah a final comment here. Three out of ten, a messy montage of advertisements. Or is it advertisement? Is it advertisement? We're English, it's advertisement. Okay. <laughs> Full disclosure, our girls, nine and five, stated they loved the film. This surprised me, as we'd only heard them laugh once or twice. We saw the 3D version, which provided me with some distraction, while I pondered more than usual how the production team designed the 3D story. For me, the story and script were forced, extremely untidy, and due to the attempt to advertise and reference as many games as possible, appeared contrived and incredibly compromised. It were as if the studio's direction to the writer was to create something to solely promote the games, and the writer then had no idea how to deliver a plot based on that direction. For an adult who played the games and appreciates good storytelling in films, it was awful. But for our children, it was fun. And that's the only positive aspect I'll take away from seeing this film. You see, it might sound like I'm contradicting myself, but I can't disagree with anything in that comment either. Is there an upcoming Mario game? I hope not. Right, because I, I keep hearing it being criticised for being an advertisement or like a kind of ad for the game or, mm-hmm. or the games or whatever. But if, you know, the, I thought the games were so they are, they are, there is going to be a Nintendo world in LA soon. All right, so, so Nintendo as a franchise is still growing and they still mm. have ambitions and, and they're still sort of plugging their IPs as much as possible. I get that. But I don't know, like, I can't criticise, oh, I, I don't want to criticise... <laughs> this movie for being an advertisement for Nintendo when last week we talked about Air, which is exactly the same thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, like it's not doing anything that every other movie isn't doing. Yeah. So it's not unique in that pitfall. It's like, I think it's it stands for the state of cinema at the moment. Mm-hmm. Everything is becoming a kind of re reused IP, new installment on an already popular long with standing franchise. And they're all kind of like pushing the ideas of making it on your own and capitalism and independence and all that kind of thing and, and, and parting with your money in some way and <laughs> get us out of recession and yeah. Stop but but even, <laughs> to be fair, but even with like, there doesn't need to be a new Mario, it could be a new Nintendo, yeah, new exactly. Zelda's coming out, you know, so many things. Well, I was going to say, I, I, I wonder how long we have until there's a Zelda movie. And actually, remember... The ads, and I'd never seen this before, the ads before the film, they weren't all movie trailers. 
some of them were advertisement for games. Nintendo video games. Nintendo yeah. video games. Yeah. And I've never seen that in my life before. I mean, that, yeah, that does make a lot of sense. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I want to talk about the numbers because the numbers are impressive. Very, very impressive. Okay. And I think you'll be quite surprised at how well this film is doing. We know it's going to do well, but this film is smashing things out of the park. Uh, which is crazy. So the budget was a hundred million dollars. Okay. It is currently the highest grossing film of the year, and it has generated eight hundred and seventy-six million dollars in the, in the cinema. It's clear by two hundred million. Jeez. So far, um, and second and third, they're actually um, Chinese films. And the biggest opening animation weekend since 2002 so potentially of all time what was 2002 did you know well they only started recording from 2002 so they're just taking the data from the earliest possible point and Mario is the first surpassing Frozen 2 wow I wonder what makes this so popular do you think it's the fact that it's got it took some two audiences you know it's a, it's a kids movie but the parents want to see it because they grew up playing Mario in the 80s uh, yeah, it, it nails, yeah, it completely nails two markets. And mm. with the, I think, the, you know, I, I said I was, this is the only film I, I was excited for for a year. Mm. I think there'll be a lot of people probably like that, like that, that didn't go out for a film, didn't go out for a film and chose this one to, to go for. Cool. And it was yeah. Easter weekend as well, a lot of people on holiday, things like yeah. that. Um, so, more facts, because it's not over. Um, so, we're now going to talk about Of All Time. Okay. It's the 79th already highest grossing film of all time. Wow. And I'm going to tell wow. you some films it's close to and some films it's already beat. So, you're going to get probably quite upset okay. about what I'm about to say. <laughs> so, with 876 million as its um, current total, 79th so far. It's 20 million US dollars behind The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh my god. And The Goblet of Fire. Well, The Goblet of Fire is like pretty. Like whatever, but The Fellowship but of the Ring. still Harry Potter, right? So it's ahead of already, 79th of all time. It's already ahead of the original Spider Man. Okay. It's already ahead of Independence Day from 1996. <laughs> all of the Twilights. <laughs> But Robert Patterson's glad. <laughs> Inception, okay. Prisoner of Azkaban, all right, and Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump, damn! It's ahead of all of those films. Yeah, but surely, already. like surely two weeks. Is, but this is what well, this is highest grossing in the cinema. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because you know, like Forrest Gump's. So Avatar oh, made like two point seven billion. Is Avatar the biggest the film ever? Right, yeah. Okay. In cinema, biggest film ever. I mean that is really surprising it's done that well in Already. such a short space of time I guess The Fellowship of the Ring that's the only one that's actually stood out to me there is quite jarring um, I guess <laughs> I guess that was the first of the trilogy I'm making excuses but like that I mean you know the Lord of the Rings series won every award yeah. there is it's, right? it was seemingly like the, the, le the usually the, fil the second and third films end up being the biggest because yeah, people yeah, come back so. for those films but um like this, the biggest animation after this is Frozen 2 so obviously everyone loved Frozen and Frozen 2 and then yeah. went back and 
whether Frozen 2 was as good or not people went to watch it Um, but yeah it's already it's already overtaken that in in a week as well so it's a big movie and it's going to go down in quite a few record books it's annoying that because the success of this movie contributes to the idea that or you know the excitement that producers are going to have and that um, I guess writers are going to have about reusing an already established IP. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's Nintendo's, but you know, how long are we going to have before there's a Zelda movie? Um, there's already a Sonic the Hedgehog movie <laughs> I didn't know about. Um, and that's what we're seeing in cinema so much. It is a new installment of a franchise, or it's uh, like, you know, a, a remake. Mm. We're having our childhood cynically resold to us. And it's 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 completely eclipsing the value of an original story. Yeah. The idea of somebody writing something new and entertaining and unique is I mean, it's not valued anymore. It doesn't do numbers like that. It doesn't do something like the all time in two weeks. <laughs> Cause why would you go and see it? You're taking a risk. And that and producers are taking a risk making it. I think it's sad. I think it's sad. And, you know, naturally, this has got us to the point where you know, 12 years after the movie series, HBO Max has announced a remake of Harry Potter. I mean, you know. <sighs> yeah, it's a, it's an interesting state that, that we're in. Like, And nostalgia just sells. Nostalgia sells. And just while I was... It's not even, it's not even just... I mean, it's not nostalgia that's drawing people to Fast and Furious 10, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you're right. I, I actually just, I mean, they spent a hundred million on an animation. Yeah. Like actually thinking about that actually is crazy. The animation was really good, to be fair. Like, it was, but that's not some hundred million. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that's high budget. They've paid the actors a lot of money. <laughs> it's just Chris Pratt. Jack, Jack Black's got sixty million for it because he basically wrote the Bowser character. <laughs> Hundred million on animation, I think, has got to be another record in itself. Um, so, how would you rate it? Oh, I'm, you know, I'm falling out of this rating system more and more every week. Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so, I'm actually going to give it a seven. <laughs> I, I kind of want to give it higher. I, 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 this is I, this is a film where I'll be tricked into watching it over and over again. What? Really? Yeah, because I'll just be like, I want that hit of Mario, and the sto- and that story, and I'll go and watch it again. And and I didn't like, I didn't hate this, I didn't hate the story. I just thought it could have been better, but I, I probably will watch it again. The animation was impressive. It's one of those films that you might chuck on on a. Saturday morning or something like that. I mean, maybe you wouldn't, but, <laughs> but I don't know. It's just a film you chuck on without on a thought. Saturday you can, morning, we can put it. You can have it on in the background. You you don't really have to like. It's, I feel Tristan, like you've got more. You've got more going on in your life. <laughs> watching this movie again on a Saturday morning. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just the thing is, it was okay for me. It was okay. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. So this is the problem with this rating system, man. Like we're, we're trying to quantify the unquantifiable, aren't we? Like, like you know, it, 
I can't say it it serves a purpose or anything because I don't want to rate this on the basis of its of its use or its purpose. Yeah, no, it's not. It's art, isn't it? So like, I I don't know how to give it a number out of ten. I did. I don't like it. Just throw a number out there. Three. Wow. <laughs> because there's Look, no. If that's how you feel. That's how you there's feel. There's no. You know, the story isn't. Um, the story isn't important. It's not about the story. It's just yeah. loosely linking together a series of set pieces and I'm going to use the term again, Easter eggs. Like you know, to oh here's that character again. Here's you know, here's yeah. our interpretation of Donkey Kong and you know, and like here's Rainbow Road. You know, like so sequence of kind of buzzwords or buzz set pieces. The story doesn't matter, and that's what I'm watching a movie for—a story. That's what I'm going to the cinema for. It's what you know. It's what I'm watching a TV series for. It's what I read a book for. Like I think plot is everything. Plot yeah. drives everything. I've said that before. Um, and you got to stick to that um, point. And I there is—I mean, there's—you know—I I didn't go into this expecting plot. I'm not let down. So in terms of its purpose, it's a kids' movie that appeals to kids because it's entertaining, light-hearted, a little bit trippy, and it appeals to the audience that are looking for the nostalgia because it is just that sequence of set pieces. So in terms of purpose, it's brilliant. Can't really floor it, but that's not what I'm looking for. Like it, like it, yeah. it's, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to rate some things. It's a, rate it as art and how it appeals to me and how it speaks to me, and it doesn't at all. Like mm. I came out of that you know I might as well not seen the movie like, yeah. that's how much effect it had on me um, yeah I, three I guess but again I'm falling out with this rating system 